Yeah, like, we gotta let the, we gotta let the masses know about Gundam. We gotta preach preach the gospel. <laughs> you know, the Holy Trinity. Uh, what is it? Gun gun tank, gun cannon, and the gun dumb. <laughs> I want to see. I want to see like a meme now about like some some like Christian imagery, but it's those three instead. Yeah. Yes. The, what is the, it? It's the Father, the action. It's Father, the Son, the Holy Ghost. Yes. Which the Son is Jesus. I know the Father is God. I don't quite understand what Holy Ghost is. So. It's just the Holy Holy Ghost, the Holy, Holy Spirit. You know. Okay. So if if God God is God dumb, who's the Son? Who's the Holy Ghost? Uh, gun cannon is is the sun, and I guess gun tank is the Holy Ghost. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm at no. For listeners, we're very confused right now. Um, so like we mentioned last week with Thunderbolt, we're in the UC now. We're in the original continuity, and it's about time we're gonna do the granddaddy, the one that started it all, the original Mobile Suit Gundam, aka. <laughs> Mobile Suit Gundam 0079 because they did the Star Wars thing where it was just the title and then when there's more installments they have to come up you with gotta, some title. Yeah, you gotta come up with more to, to let to let you know. Yep. Um, I mean, there's there's well, I'll, I'll give some facts. I think I'll I won't spend too long on this because we <clears throat> we kind of went, in the very first episode we went over the history of Gundam and whatnot, but and feel free to chime in, you know, because your knowledge of this is probably bigger. So, premiering in 1979, created by Yoshika Tomino and Hajime Yatata. Sorry, if any Japanese speakers. Um, I'm assuming he looks like he was like the Bandai Sunrise exec. Mm. The the <clears throat> beginning of the Bubbles of the franchise and the real robot uh, genre of mecha. Ran for, I want to say, 43 episodes. Uh, finally coming to the States in 2001 after the success of Wing Gundam, or Gundam Wing. Yes. Uh, tsunami Block. Uh, we talked a little bit about it last, with Thunderbolt, but now, you know, the premise is, you know, the episode says it in the first five minutes, and the first two minutes, and it says it every single episode. You know, the year Universal Century 0079. <laughs> uh, uh, mankind has gone into space. They thought they would be peace. We thought we'd be better. But no, war follows them. There's conflict among the stars. Yes. Um, especially <clears throat> because there's so much set up before, you know, we get into Gundam, right? Because the war between the Earth Federation and the uh, Principality of Zeon has been going I would say a little bit more than a little bit more than a year, right? Because yeah, so so the backtrack a little bit, what happens is that uh, there's all these colonies around Earth and the colony they're all sides. And the one colony, the colony furthest away from Earth, side three. Side three. Declares independence. They rename themselves the Principi- Principality of Zeon and uh, wage a war to you know basically succeed from the Earth Federation slash kind of take over, I guess. It's a little ambiguous what their actual goals are. Right. Because uh, it's like, because the way they set it up is like, yeah, we're, we're looking for our freedom. You know, they're trying to be independent of Earth. But at the same time, though, like they do very heinous things um, to the point where, you know, Zeon and, and the Earth Federation had to get together, like, you know, kind of like their uh, Treaty of Versailles, essentially. But yeah, it was the yeah. Ant- Antarctica Treaty, and um, they had to sign 
certain things into law, you know, um, war, uh, what are they called? War crimes? Yeah, yeah. What, yeah. What's what's you know what's what con- what conventions war- of warfare and what's yeah. what's allowed, what's not allowed. Right, and nobody ever listens to them. Ever. <laughs> yeah, no, neither side. Really. Neither side. Um. So what's kind of cool is that yeah the the very first episode we're already into the war. We're gonna we're not gonna get too specific because they're gonna repeat it in the first in the opening <laughs> of like how many people have died. But we're in we're midway through the war. It's like. Sort of a stalemate, I guess, but Zeon's has the winning edge because they have the mobile suits. Yes. And what is Gundam is about? This young teenager, you know, falls into the, discovers, accidentally falls into the cockpit of a Gundam to fend for himself, and he gets caught up in this in this conflict. Um, young yeah. Amaro Ray. That is, uh, that is a very, uh, like, back-of-the-book uh, synopsis, but yeah, pretty much. That's um, pretty much been my job for the past because so. <laughs> uh what was it because like like you said before right Zeon had the mobile suits right which has way more mobility compared to what the earth federation had mm-hmm. because what the earth federation has is their population right they can continue throwing soldiers at the principality but like because of the um introduction of the mobile suits especially within space warfare it was hard to keep up. So, like, you know, at this point, it looks like the Earth was, the Earth Federation was going to lose. Mm, yep. But now, now this is where uh, things start to change because they're developing their secret weapon, the Gundam. Yes. And under, now it's uh, Operation you know, V. Yep. And uh, Motley. Oh, yeah. Damn it. I should say, I'll edit this out. This is the point where we're rebranding the podcast because the <laughs> algorithm is killing us on the title. We are now the Operation V, the podcast. Yes. It's All right. I'm edit that out, and I'm going to edit this out. I'm going to remind you, I'm gonna, by the time we get around to this, you're going to have to send me updated, updated cover art. No problem. I can, I can right. do that. Um. So I think there's all this. Let's just, I think we should just get underway. Um, hmm. Also, that... Well, before we get started, the, the backstory we just talked about, that gets that gets explored more in depth in a prequel series, Gundam The Origin. Yes. Which uh, we'll get to eventually. We might do it after this series is done. Who knows? Uh, we got 43 episodes. 44 if you... Is it... Well, no, I think it's 42, 43 <laughs> not counting. 42 if you don't count the lost episode. Right. Uh, 40, yeah, 42 if you don't count the lost episode. Um... Yeah, that's uh, which is actually not going to be lost anymore. Come June, June, yeah, June in Japan. Who knows when it's going to the Dolan Dions movie? We'll talk more about the details of that when we get to that. Yeah. So I'll, I'll have to send you. I'll have to send you that episode. <laughs> All right. So, so. Let's just go. Um, synchronize episode one, Gundam Rising. Let's go five, four, three, two, one. Um, are you gonna watch it? Are you watching sub or dub? I am watching dubbed. All right. I so hey, sorry. The the theme song. <laughs> yeah, the iconic classic theme. Yeah, you know, rage on, rage on. Yeah, you must run forth. You hear that, listeners? You must run forth. Right. <laughs> oh, so Crunchyroll Hero actually gives you lyrics for the song. Say what? It gives you lyrics for the song. Oh yes, they're, they're showing me the English lyrics to the song. Yes. Okay, because Hulu did it. So the, so the thing, all right. So the thing about uh, Rolls Who Got Them, the original one, it's the classic. Everyone who wants to get a good them has to watch it eventually. 
This was made in 79. There's a lot of uh, 70s anime conventions. Yes, 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 there are. And I would argue and say, like, the show, despite how old it is, stand, still stands up. Well, yeah, in terms of the writing itself, it's, it's held up really well because you nail the essence of it. And there's a lot more, there's a lot of depth to it, surprise, despite the fact that it was literally made for kids to sell toys. Yes. And I mean, <laughs> like, you know, and, we, and we really beat it with that first one, right? Like, not like double, not like double O, where the audience got a matured owner. No, this really was for selling toys. Yes. And I mean, even the um, what's it called? The animation itself. I I think the animation still is still pretty good for something that came out in '79. On TV budget, yeah, especially. Yeah. Um, for the most part, there's definitely some bits. But yeah, here we go. This is the iconic narration that trumpet. Yeah, man, that that voice is booming. Holy crap. Yeah, I I yeah, he basically sums up everything we just talked about. Half centuries pass. That great that great line. People are born and raised yeah. and die. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, this, there's also this opening, right, of like the, the ships and all that. This is like kind of homage all the time in uh, the later Gundam works. Yes. Like um, Origin, right? They basically do like a high, a, a bit, like an updated version of this. Updated version, yeah. You see, yeah. Especially in the first episode. Um, um, I think. Stardust Memory doesn't they do something like this as well? They, they do like an updated version. Uh, towards the towards the end of the OVA, yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of iconic shots. See, this is the first two minutes. They just kind of glaze over the fact that they drop a colony. They drop Australia. the colony, yeah. <laughs> this is like how intense for like a kids show. Uh, also, the state, you know, seventy nine didn't quite understand the science of that. That like something like that would devastate the entire Earth. <laughs> And you know, it's the case. I mean, it was not that it like it didn't do anything, but you know, I mean, people mad. There wasn't as much massive devastation as you would one should expect. Right, because I mean, they it was still pretty bad. Because like again, this is post post World War Two Japan, so like dropping a colony on the Earth was the equivalent of dropping a nuclear bomb. Yeah. So like it still had devastating effects, just yeah. not as you know devastating as. Like you said, yeah, but like in real life, you know, like the, the side is bigger than I'm pretty sure it's bigger than the asteroid that killed the dinosaurs, right? Probably like in real life, dropping something that big, you would just kill everything on Earth. Yeah, so you would bring about the ice age. Yeah, and that didn't quite happen, you know. Which Anyways, I think, which I mean, which they touched upon in um, Char's counterattack when Char was about to drop Axis on, on Earth. Yeah, yeah. They get, I think, because, you know, the hindsight of time and better understanding of science, they, yeah. they, they fixed that. They retconned it. Here's that the iconic uh, Zaku, the iconic mobile, the iconic, probably the, the only thing more iconic or as iconic as the original Gundam is the Zaku. Yes. The, you know, the Zaku is the mob character that everyone loves. You know, yes, it's just... there's, there's a million million gunflower of it right <laughs> oh yeah like honestly like out of all the uh villain mobile suits out there like the zaku comes in so many varieties because you got the zaku zaku one i mean sorry this, what we're seeing here is the zaku two which is modification of the zaku one. Oh my god yeah <laughs> so you have zaku one zaku two zaku three zaku four which is an absolutely 
spectacular piece of machinery. Um, and then you have the variants, Doms, Camphor, Ifrit. <laughs> Sorry, I forgot. I forgot how much horror silliness there is in this. Holy crap. It's been, it's been a little while since I've watched the original series, so. <laughs> but yeah, this is a very, very Japanese anime opening. Young girl running into home of a young teenage boy to mm-hmm. yell at him for being late to school. Yeah. Man, I'm like watching this on uh, Crunchyroll. Like the animation is very clean. It's almost like remastered. I think it is. I think they took the Blu-ray rips. Oh, the Blu-ray. Because that's, that's what I'm watching. I'm watching uh, Blu-ray versions that uh, fell off the back of the truck. But I'm gonna be honest. It's the only way I can get it. I can get the Toei's Island version as well. All right. Okay. And that, that's an episode that, that he Tomino specifically said to leave off all the English language versions. So you have mm. to pirate. Or the watch it, you have to pirate that episode. And you'll see why, because it's so silly. Oh my goodness. Anyways, yeah, a lot of iconic characters. Um, what's that kid? <laughs> oh, that kid's name. What's that kid's name? Oh, um, that's uh, Hayato Kobayashi. Okay, he's a gun cannon, the, or is he he's one of the, the gun tanks? The fighters? Gun tank. He's a gun tank uh, pilot. Okay. I'm going to I have a little, like, the name's are basically the same to me, so <laughs> like they both have cannons, all right. Which one is which? Uh, gun cannon, gun tank. Gun tank has the one with the treads making uh, it a tank. Anyways, yeah, this is a. Uh... So to get an idea of like the, the the quality of the animation, we're talking like this is the era of Speed Racer, uh, Science Team Gotcha Man, aka G Force, uh, Voltron. So we're talking like like that level of animation. Yeah. Which this is why, like I, like we talked, why we went with Double O first. This can be kind of a turnoff for some people. This like, right? You just have to like mentally just set aside like forty years worth of of what modern animation looks like and just kind of like go in looking at that. Uh, It is, you know, pretty good though. All things withstanding. It is. Um. You just have to you just got to expect a lot of static a lot of static images. Yes, a lot of you gotta you get really just gotta go in and just like really really go in for the story. I mean the the visuals are great like especially those like if you're a big sci-fi nerd like I feel like the visuals themselves are also great. The designs are good. The the designs have held up. Yes. Um, Right. The white base, the uniforms, the the mobile suits, even even the the standard vehicles. Yeah, but if you're watching like modern action anime, any modern anime with with action scenes, like that's not gonna be, uh, you know, it's it's you just gotta prepare yourself. Maybe mm-hmm. if you're watching modern slice of life, slice of life comedies, then sure, I guess. So, right? <laughs> just like anime slide bumps and all that. Also, I forgot that his dad has purple hair for some reason. Yeah, uh, this is weird. I I mean, because, honestly, I don't even remember his. His dad, his dad being this uh, parent in the first episode. Uh, so the other thing we should mention is that for those who don't want to sit through like forty odd episodes, they did compile these in the three movies, which are available at the time of this recording. They are available on Netflix. They are available on Netflix, but you got to be careful though, because Netflix, you know, they're they're trying to crack down on the password sharing. Yeah, so there's a lot of BS uh, with Netflix. So if you canceled your subscription, it's not really. I wouldn't say it's worth resubscribing. Right. Um, they both they both have their plus and minuses the series versus the movies. 
the movies, for one thing, they have uh, improved some. They have improved animation in some some scenes. I know that. Yes, they do. Uh, but you also, you also, there's a lot of like, and you know, there's there's a decent amount of filler in this series, to be honest. Mm. Uh, but yeah. like, there there are some really nice character moments and uh, nice. It'd be nice, like, slower-paced moments that they have to cut out in the movie, so... Mm-hmm. You know, it, it just depends on what you're willing to sit through. Sit through, yeah. Like, honestly, I felt like sitting... Because, I, I mean, I've seen both. I felt like sitting through the movies was much harder than, like, sitting through an episode. Because, I mean, the episode was, like, 30 minutes compared to the movie, which was, like, so an hour I'm going to confess something. I've never actually watched the original series all the way through, because the last day I just watched the movie instead. <laughs> Specifically, the once they like about towards the end of like when they're on Earth to when mm-hmm. he's in space, I just got like I, I'm tired. Of the, I'm sorry. I just want to watch this so I can watch the other series. So I'll watch the movie. <laughs> like I think I try to remember how far in the series I usually get to like about when Makube when they're finishing up that arc. Wait, like, which one? No, it's like. I, d- I don't quite remember. You can remember. maybe we'll be clear once we get there. It's like the stuff with Makuve and assaulting his face, uh-huh. and like the stuff with uh, Kai and like he has some like girl he likes and she's a spy. Oh yeah, okay. But I don't know that whole. You know, there's a lot of the Earth part that really drags, in my opinion. <laughs> They did a long time on Earth. Towards, they, towards they did spend a lot. I mean, but like the, all the stuff on Earth was like during the midsection, though. Because like the idea was to get to Jaburo. Uh, Jaburo. Yep. Or Jaburo. Jaburo? Jaburo, I think. Or Jaburo. Jaburo. They had to get to South America. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. I didn't even know that. I thought I was in Indonesia. Yeah, like uh, Jaburo is located in South America. But yeah, but then you know, and they also had to li- they had to liberate your hometown of of California. Did they specifically say it's California, Los Angeles, or did they just say it's like the Pacific Coast? No, they said California, Los Angeles. All right, All right. well we'll get there when we get there. Yeah, um, that was, that's that. You know, the, the other thing I should mention, the thing that's a little because it's the seventies, everyone's gonna have very seventies hairstyles and fashion. <laughs> So that's something you're gonna have to keep in mind. There's a lot of uh, sideburns and uh, a lot of big hair. Oh yeah, I mean yeah, something that's really funny when I watch Unicorn is that they it's updated modern animation, but they kept the same obvious like seventies. You know, which is is funny because like um I guess because they're around so many like military people, so it's not as crazy with the seventies hair. But like when you see women, there there are a lot of headbands. Yeah. And like I mean, I feel like headbands are like a big thing. So yeah, if you're if you're a fan of like reading a lot of manga from this time period, I think you'll probably have an easier time getting past the aesthetic. Cause, oh yeah, know, definitely. Yeah, like I said, there's a lot of go to guy. That reminds me, I should I should talk to you about Tokyo Vice later because I started watching it. They, they, they make some deep cuts and manga references. Oh. HBO, it's Tokyo Vice, the HBO Max series. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They make, they make some deep cuts of manga. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like, it's like, I was like, Laura DiCaprio. I was like, hey. <laughs> <laughs> like, anyway, yes, I know Devil Man. Uh, well, they reference Dragon Head, which is I never heard of. But then they also reference 20th Century Boys. 
Oh, okay. Uh, and I love 20th century boys. Anyways, this is the one thing I, I really cracks me up, is that how does he figure out how to pilot the Gundam right away? <laughs> there's, a, there's an instruction manual. Oh, yeah. Like, you <laughs> like know, a literal three ring. It's but really- it's not even so much like the instruction manual, but it's like, you know, being able to have the instruction manual and pilot it as quickly. Like, you, I mean, there would still be bumps in the road, but he, he, he killed the Zaku. Barely, but yes. <laughs> also, I think somewhere I read, they don't, it's not, I don't think it's explicitly, I don't know if it's explicitly said it, said in the series, but apparently the Gundam has, a, oh, he says it right here, it has a learning computer. So part of it is also the Gundam was helping him out. Really? There was, I didn't. I didn't know. He literally a, says it right now as a learning type computer. Oh. I think that's an element they like downplay later on as the series and franchise goes on. Yeah, because as he, because like as the series goes on, like he starts to become too strong for the Gundam, so they had to uh, upgrade it. Yeah, so I I think that's probably why, but that's, I think they say that to like to make it a little more believable. How kind of like a teenager. Who literally pilots it for the first time? Right, the giant so, robot. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, we should probably explain what's going on. So like Zaku, sorry. Oh yes, the Zaku. The Zion forces are invading this colony to try to take out this hidden project, which is lo and behold the Gundam, and like everyone's evacuating, and Amaral Ray is kind of caught up in it. I should mention the voice actor, English version of Brad Swahili. I mentioned it several times. I'll bring it up again. This is the same voice actor for uh, Setsuna Double O. Yes, it is. Yeah, but you can tell he puts on a different because Setsuna's like really cold and emotionless, and he sounds he puts on a he he makes himself sound like more like a teenager. Yes, that kind of reminds me of uh like uh what's his name uh man I wish I I remember voice actors' names. Well, what what character anime do you Uh, they voice uh Garo and uh, Naruto, and then uh, they anime. voice. I don't I don't watch Naruto, so. Yeah. Okay. I know that I know that's not how it's pronounced, but I like to say that to annoy people. Yeah, you just want to be uh contrary. <laughs> yeah, there's a uh, yeah his his little. Do basically like what is Fravel's role in 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 the series? To uh, yell, Armoro! Armoro! I mean, yeah, she's basically like kind of like the. Depending, you're like the Mary Jane, Gwen Stacy type of character. She's just like the girl next door who has like a crush on Armoro, and Armoro doesn't really doesn't really return it because he's, he's bouncing around her, different he's things. Annoying. <laughs> I mean, you know, like she kind of grew on me, Falmo. But yeah, this is kind of heavy for a kid's anime. Oh, yeah. like everyone gets killed. She's crying over her, her dead mother. Uh, yeah, which, wow. which, uh, yeah, which I should mention. That's actually kind of the point Tomino was making because he's working on a bunch of like super robot anime and other things before this. But he he wanted to make Gundam because he wanted to do Gundam the way he wanted, which is to make it more realistic, deal with the actual realities of war and whatnot. Right, especially he himself living through uh, World War Two. Exactly. Um, that that whole generation, yeah, of Japanese, of, of Japanese, yeah. and you can see right here at 15 minutes, like this is pretty heavy compared to anything else at the time, and arguably in to a lot of anime animation works of animation today. True. Yeah, I'll say I mean something similar. I guess would be like Devil Man. 
which I think was also out around this time too, because like that. Yeah, yeah, that, that was a manga that was getting popular at the time. Yeah, which also, which also has a, um, which also gets like really mature for a uh, kids show. Okay, I've only seen Devilman Crybaby, so I don't know what the, the original ones are like. Yeah, the, the iconic, the iconic, you know, startup. Right. <laughs> yeah, I think you're like a couple seconds uh, ahead of me, because like he just climbed up on the uh, the mobile suit. All right, yeah, because like, he's just he just got in it, and now he's flipping through the manual, so I'm slightly ahead. And he's mm. <laughs> I do like just <laughs> I do like how you know, and they kept it kind of true since then. This how they piled it, you know, because this today. You know, if you were to make this day, there'd be a ton of, like, floating, you know, heads up, holographic displays and VR and all that. And what does he have? Just classic levers and <laughs> it's like driving a car. Drive your stick, man. Yeah. There's even pedals, right? I'm like, it's cracking me up. <laughs> you know, sometimes the future is right in front of us. I mean, it's the same thing, right? When people who watch the original Star Trek, like, in the 60s, when they felt the future is like, and it's just like, you know, like, hard buttons, people press, and uh, microphones. Like, like, like you know, it's it was very clearly... Also, I, think, yeah. I don't know if I've ever watched this stuff. I think I've, I've always watched this stuff. Yeah, I've never, I've never watched it sub. I mean, I'm sure... I mean, the voice acting is not bad. Not great, not terrible, considering considering the era this came out, like early early two thousands. Yeah, I mean, yeah, early two thousands. Yeah, I was gonna say, yeah, because I mean, also like remember, uh, Gundam Wing because of like how unique it was in the American zeitgeist is what allowed you know America to gain access to a bunch of Gundam, right? Because mm-hmm. Gundam Wing, Mobile Suit Gundam, then G Gundam. And then uh, <clears throat> I guess, and then Gundam Seed, and then there was, and then there was this big lull. No, and then we got SD well, Gundam. They lost the license, and the, and also went on a, just like gone for the West for a while. Yeah, and then and then Double uh, brought it back. But yeah, there we go. He's he's this is this is the big thing. He's in it. He's shooting back. He sucks at. <laughs> oh, but here we go. He's got the 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 beam saber somehow. There's the classic. The classic pose that, every, that everyone always posts to the Gundam. The way it's crouching with the sword. I'm going to say, uh, it is very 70s, but the, the music in the series kind of grew on me. The old man, the old music in this is great. If there was an <laughs> yeah. original score for it, I'd, I'd listen to it every day. Yeah, it's... Uh, I don't know. It, it's, it sounds very kind of 70s anime, but it's kind of, it's kind of charming. A lot, a lot of synth. You know? A lot of yeah, a lot of sin through it. So it's like yo, futures. But you know, everyone has uh <clears throat> mop tops. Yeah, a little little disco. It, it gives it a nice charm compared to like because we were, we talked about double O. It's a lot of like you know ominous land chanting and choral co- choruses and all that. This yeah. one it feels it feels more like like a kids show to be honest. <laughs> You know, I like how intense the scene is where like Amaro grabs the uh, nozzle of the of the Zaku and like pulls and then like pushes him back. It's it's simple but a very effective in like you know trying to show like yeah this this is a machine that can take on other machines with its bare hands. 
maybe I'm more ahead of you because he's just he's just killed Izaku. Okay. And, that, and now he's walking over to Bright Noah. But we'll get to it more a little bit in the next episode. Because uh, I think I'm gonna say Bright. I'm gonna just say Bright Noah is my favorite character in the original series. <laughs> I mean, after Char, but everyone's favorite is Char. I mean, yeah, everyone's favorite is Char. Yeah, but after him for me, it's Bright Noah. Yeah, here we go. Yeah, uh, Char, the iconic. The if anyone else is just as iconic as you know, rival the Gundam and Amuro in terms of how iconic a character, it's uh, Char as the bull. Yes, and his uh, bright red mobile suits. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see some more of him in the next couple episodes. But yeah, this is. He's pro- I would say he's the best, easily the best part of watching the original series. Yeah, like um, what's it called? Oh, and because of the the explosion from the Zaku caused Amuro to inadvertently kill his father. Was that? Oh, who will survive the classic? Because uh, I'm already at the ending, so okay. I'm already at the end credits. I still got uh, let's see, twenty. I got two minutes left. Yeah, about a little bit. But yeah, now it's t- singing the like sad end credits. Also, something different from like what we're used to with Double O. I'm pretty sure the ending and opening themes stay the same all the way to the end, right? Uh, yes. Yeah, so we don't we don't we don't have to worry about you know, the, you know if anyone's looking forward to us commenting on a difference. Sorry, that's not gonna happen. Nope. If anyone hates it, then I guess you're I guess you got your wish. <sighs> Yeah, there's no pleasing you people. Yeah, oh. I didn't know. So I, I never knew the lyrics to this song. <laughs> A man must hide his tears. Look to tomorrow forever. forever. No, I don't know. I, don't, I I never watched the ending for this. I just I just like, oh, this is the end. All right, next episode. Cause I mean, was... Yeah, it's it's very... I think the credits are the parts of the, of the series that have aged the least well, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> like, the first opening is so happy. Yeah, the opening is great all the way through. I love but it. But it's like it's it's pretty jarring with the tone of the series. It <laughs> it's is. so so happy. Yeah, but like if you if you but if you look at the lyrics, it's like the lyrics are like yo fight on, we are rallying. You know, it's very um propaganda y. Yeah, I mean they're definitely well because again they're like they're like really selling that like. I think at this point it's like Tomito's more of like we have to sell it to our kids. And he doesn't get like really controlled to have the tone he wants until later on. So I mean, honestly, like especially with the music, it kind of makes me want to play Robotech. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Well then, let's move on to episode two, Destroy Gundam. Yes. Uh, we start on five, four. Wait, 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 wait! It's it's slow. My computer's going a little slow. All right. Oh yeah, because you're streaming it, right? Yes. Or uh. As as uh, the UK Secretary of Culture and Technology says, you're downstreaming it. What? <laughs> something. She's she's like a, a British politician. She's she's in charge of the internet among other things. And she was describing it as like people. Yeah. Oh yeah. I downstream things all the time. Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I was just that like, is, at the same time, that was probably the most British thing a British person can ever say. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, she's that's what she what she was trying to do. She was trying to like do a TikTok. So like, hey, what's your job? Tell the kids on TikTok. And it's like, oh yeah, you know, downstream your movies and all that. It's just oh, oh my god. 
But it's okay. She's only just in charge of, you know, regulating the internet, among other things. Anyways, let's go. Five, four, three, two, one. Destroy Gundam. All right, cool. (laughs) Yo, I love this song. Listeners can't see what Phil's basically dancing. I'm I'm, I'm dancing, man. Like, I'm hitting the cabbage patch, doing the worm. (laughs) Doing a doing a little sprinkler. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, like I said, it's it's the tone of this is very, very jarring with some of the stuff that happens in this series. Yes. But also at the same time, I mean it's uh it's it's so seventies. Yeah. Also, like his suit, doesn't it it reminds you of like Speed Racer size he's got you man, because it's like blue and there's like the red line down the middle. His like, pilot suit? Yeah, like his helmet is like very Speed Racer. <laughs> oh yeah, that's true. And Speed Racer is like super old. Look at when when did Speed Racer come out? Look look um, that up. Because like the stylistic like uh, you know <laughs> pause and they just like put a colorful background. Yeah. Speed Racer, a, also known as Mach Go 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 Go. I did not know that. <laughs> yes, that's their uh, originally serialized 1966 Shonen print. 52 episodes, 67 to 68. So it's, about okay. 10, it's about 10 years before Mosu got them. Mm. But, you know, who knows? Who knows how much budget, like, Japanese animation had back in that era? <laughs> right? Yeah, there's that. This is, this is the ending. This is the ending. This is the opening I like. You know, this opening narration. Like, I remember the end, the end of like, the last episode of, of Gundam, The Origin, when they play it. And you know, to see the white face, that was just like, it was like great. Or when they announced the trailer for Doan's Island, Island. <laughs> yeah. But at the same time, though, you can't dance to this. Okay, whatever. <laughs> you have plenty of dancing moments later in the series. There's a, there's a lot of very silly moments that happen. Mm. There's a really silly moments coming up. I think even relatively soon, to be honest. This is what I like to do, do. That's like weird, kind of like. Tenth whistle. You're, I, don't, I don't know which side. You can probably tell me which side Amro and all those people live on. Oh, they were on uh, side seven. Okay. Is it? No. I thought. No. Zeon side seven or side three? Zeon side three. Okay. <laughs> I used to get that mixed up all the time. Yeah, no. Zeon side three. Right, the colony they were in is uh, side seven. Okay. But remember, like, there's multiple colonies within, like, yeah, a side. within each side, yeah. So speaking of elements that age the least, these stupid little kids. <laughs> <sighs> I hate these kids so much. But, but weren't you proud to see them grow up in no. uh in no. Zeta? No, no, I was not. No. Oh. Uh, right, like you know, Speed Racer, you know, I hate the most, like the Jim monkey, Jim, the monkey, Jim and the little kid, whatever that kid's name is. <laughs> I don't remember the kid's name, but I remember the monkey. And they always like to hide like, in the, like, the trunk. Like, for anyone listening, like these dolls are probably, I take it back, those are the elements of the 70s era of anime of age the least well. Just having these little kids around because like there's kids watching and they want to see someone relate to them. Yeah, of course. No, simply Zeta Gundam. No kids. It is. There is kids. Like like little kids like that? It's, uh, the, two, the two little kids. I don't remember. I don't remember them. I don't yes, remember them. Okay, but the same way we got these little kids is the same reason we got uh, Justin as the blue Turbo Ranger. But everyone hated that. 
Right? Everyone hates Turtle. Everyone, especially hates Justin. Yes, everyone hated Justin. But I mean, I mean, Turbo's not bad. I rewatched it. It's it's not bad. Especially when they, especially when the uh, mighty, the old team left and like TJ and Cassie and Carlos oh, to go. Oh, all I remember is you know they get baked into a pizza and they say, "I'm gonna toss your salad." You're gonna toss your salad. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little. Yeah, you know, you know, I'm not gonna mark it explicit. All right, people who people who don't know don't know. I'm not gonna know. Oh man. Anyways, yeah, this is the aftermath of uh, of the battle. Uh, as you can see on the ship, a lot of the experienced crew has died. The captain's almost done. So it's like, and it's going to be a thing later on, like this is kind of that uh, trope of like the inexperienced rookies have to like take control of the of the ship and the mission. Right. Because like Bright Noah is the highest ranking officer, but isn't he only like an ensign, right? He, Yes. And then even, they don't even have a pilot, so then you know they had to get like volunteers from the civilians, and that's also, how old is he? How, how old is he supposed to be? Who uh, bright? Right now, yeah. The uh, he, he's nineteen. Okay, because the other thing, it doesn't really translate well in in the anime. Is he doesn't sound nineteen. <laughs> yes, like, he sounds like he sounds like a grown ass man, but no, he yeah. he's nineteen. And I think uh, Mira is. 18, 17, when she starts yeah. piloting and, the white blades. Yeah, because these are all kids, the teenagers, right? Because Bright Nose is the oldest one. Yeah, Bright Nose is the oldest. Either, either, like, Amaro's like 15. 15, 16, Kai yeah. and. Little they're, this, they're all the same age. Okay. Kai, Hayato. I think. And then uh, Ryu, Jose Ryu is. um. Well, I guess Char, Char is older, right? He's like early 20s. Yes, Char is like 23. Okay. Yeah, wow, yeah. it's it's crazy. Char Char has them all reporting back to superiors, uh, specifically to uh, Dozo. That's Dozo right. Zabi. Dozo Zabi, and uh, they're failing that 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 they've they had some unexpected setbacks. Some some kid, well, we don't know it's a kid. Some some mobile suits like destroyed all their Zaku. They need more help. Yeah, the white devil. Oh, do we see the red? This is the uh, end. Yeah. 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 Because, you know, um, the color red makes you five times faster. I thought so, it was three times. Oh, it's three, three times faster. Yeah, is, is that the iconic line? That is that is the iconic line. See, look at that. I don't even pay attention to this series, and I got it better than you. You know, like, when you put a three and a five, like, they, they look so similar to each other. No, they don't. Yes, they do. All right. Well, then the next time, you know, I'll, next time we meet, if ever again, I'll give you... I'll give you five dollars, but I'll give you, but I'll actually give you three. All right. There's no three dollar bill. Well, eh, never mind. Well, how about <laughs> if we, if any of our comic, if we ever make it in the comics, I'll, I'll split it. I'll, I'll, you know, fifty fifty. Well, but it looks like a three, so you get thirty percent, right? right? Oh no, not at all, because like clearly that's a Lincoln. Ah, okay. Um, <clears throat> crazy laugh in between, right? So now we just have a lot of talking, trying to figure out how is the white base going to escape from this blockade from the uh. And they're all this, they're you know, all realizing it's just a kid. Ah, uh, they got them. It's gonna be a reoccurring thing in all the later 
No, probably every. No, almost every Gotham. Almost everyone except for like um, IBO. No, IBO are kids. I mean, IBO was kids, but like not like you know reluctantly getting to the Gundam. I mean, they all aren't they all reluctant? Uh, not not Mikazuki. Okay, whatever. But Mikazuki, like, like Orga was like Mikazuki, yeah, in the Gundam. Okay, all right, all right, all right. That's, that's that's different. But like, say together, he's a kid. Sorry, does he's not a kid, right? He's like a, an ensign. No, he no, he's a he's a yeah, he's ensign. Uh, Ko Uraki, he's like twenty something. Okay. And then oh, you also. Oh wait, have, MST, he's not a kid, right? No, he's also in his twenties. Okay. Uh. G Gundam, whatever. G Gundam, G Gundam. Uh, G Gundam, no, G Gundam is like. Uh, Seed. I'm assuming he's a kid. And and what? Got the seed. Yeah, te- college, college, uh, college age teenager. Okay. Anyways, here's here's the guy that everyone hates. Kai cheated. At least I hate him. I don't know how you feel. Uh, I was never a big fan of Kai. He was he was a coward. Yeah, he's kind of like kind of the the Tieria type of character. He's that douche that you have on the, you have on the team because everyone need, every team needs a douche. And he's like, but you know, he's he'll get he'll grow out of it, right? As the series goes on later on. Right. Uh, also, should mention the voice actor, Richard Ian Cox. Same voice actor as uh, Hallelujah for Double O. Wait, as Kai? Uh, as for Kai? Oh, yeah. wow. But yeah, Kai, 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 Kai's a. Like, Tyrion is a dick, but, you know, it's because he's literally not human. You know? Kai, Kai is just like that teenager who, like. He was, probably... the, he, was the, he was the popular kid, and clearly he was also a bully. So yeah, um, this is uh this is one thing the the original series does very really well. The explosions do look cool. They clearly put the budget in the explosions. Oh yeah. You know, it's nice it's a nice thing. You can paint and then you can put it over so many different things. So yeah, that's the other thing I forgot. Like at this point it's still it's still Eric's hand animated, right? Yes, this is all hand animated. A ain't no three D here. Yeah, no 3D, no no computer. Um, I think you can kind of tell that that's why like they don't animate anything that doesn't need animating. <laughs> <laughs> right, because like where the room of the Gundam standing in, there's like nothing in it. Yeah, or even the scene where the captain's talking. And, you know, right now moves, but like no one else moves if they if they can help it. <laughs> so something I have an interesting like, animation question because I know like everyone thinks like the big action scenes or whatnot are all difficult. But as I understand, it's also something that's just as hard. It's like the really subtle. Oh yeah. Like, yes. like making someone's face just like do a very subtle facial tick. Yes, because then from there, like you essentially have to slow it down and like show that change in expression, and it's it's a very it's a very subtle thing, which is um always always hard to do. Right. It, it, it probably it probably just as much effort, right, as any as any of like big action sequence. Definitely. Like in terms of the amount of time and people. The example I like to give is that great moment in Death Note when he tells uh when he tells the cop lady that she killed her husband and you see like her face just like change. But yeah. also realizing that like you know the, the Death Note is but yeah, you just see her eyes just like the horror come in her face. Yeah, it's 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 those little subtleties that's always hard. Hey look, it's Sailor Mass and this guy, yeah, in yeah red. you know, who who knows who? Yeah, she has, you know, no no connection to anyone important in the series, right? 
No, not at all. And I don't think. Do we ever see Sayla again? I feel like after this, it's like you never see her again. No, she's a, she's in like a pretty she's in a really prominent part of the series. No, I'm talking about in terms of like outside of Mobile Suit Gundam. Oh like, yeah, no, I was gonna ask you like she doesn't show up in Zeta, she show up in Zeta right? Yeah, I don't I don't remember her in Zeta. Which I oh think. snap, we see his face. That was fast. Which is like a big thick. That's the thing is like Char's counter attack, but you think it's the big Char movie. There's no mention of Sayla. Oh, exactly. But yeah, there we go. There's two blonde people. With, well, she has blue eyes. His eyes look black, <laughs> so I can't say what he looked like. Also, I should also mention, full disclosure, I actually watched Mobile Suit the Origin before I watched the original. Wait, really? Oh, yes. wow. <laughs> so, that, like, that must have been very jarring. Some things, yeah. Because, um, you know, I did that thing. Like, I, I'm like, you know, Star Wars people who watched the prequels before the original series. <laughs> and I was like, hey, I'll just watch the prequel series to get prep. And. There were definitely like certain characters in certain moments. So I was like, I don't. Why is this character around here? <laughs> and then I watched the original. Like, oh, that's why this character is around. Mm. Uh, but it did. It did. It formed the whole like Char Sela thing. Like it totally changed the way I watched it because I knew that from the beginning. Right. Because now it's you don't like, find. It takes a while before you find out what's going on. Yeah. It's not. It's not until way later. I think once we get to like what is that i guess the the african front okay when they're in the desert oh, yeah that whereas in this like i do it from the very beginning <laughs> i do i do what was like char's plans from the very, very beginning yeah i mean i, I can't so wait to see he, so some of the stuff he does does not did not surprise me <laughs> i can't wait to see here uh you know the the famous line char gives to uh garma that's that's one of my favorites yep there we go char char's coming in he's uh it's also different because, like, we see he's a very competent antagonist compared to what we saw in the first last episode. Because you know, he just Amuro just blew away those those random Zaku books like nothing. But Char is uh, in a class of his own. Yes, he is. Look at that. He's dodging like gunfire with his uh, little jetpack. Yeah, look at it. And all, and all they hit is his binoculars. <laughs> yeah, and you know, despite how brightly colored he is. But you know, yeah, the other thing that gets to me that like they. Like he shows grenades and they have guns and they they operate like real guns for the shoot lasers. <laughs> That's another thing you know for kids because kids can't see bullets. Yeah, so like like that they have a problem with that, but they don't have a problem with throwing a grenade. No, <laughs> like a like a modern grenade. Because those are just green eggs. Green pineapples. Or green pineapples. There you go. Here we go. There's uh, Amro. He's getting, he's getting to take the shot on Char. But you know he's gonna he's gonna he's gonna kill he's gonna kill another human being. <laughs> I think it's also really kind of subversive too for the time that this is an anime character that your anime hero who doesn't want to like kill and fight people. Uh, I I don't know about the history, so I can't I can't say whether. I, mean, I, I would have to assume that like a lot of the stock. Shonen protagonist was like hot blooded at this time, like hot blooded, like oh, yeah, hot blooded, yeah, like wearing yeah. all the red. Exactly. Whereas it's like a big thing that this episode deal with is just how traumatized and depressed and how much PTSD Amuro um, um, goes through. Yeah, it's kind of, oh man, like thinking about it, like this is this is essentially Japanese animorphs. <laughs> uh, I guess I guess you say. 
I was going to say, like, Japanese Rambo, First Blood, but sure, let's, let's go with that. Because, you know, Animorphs was made for kids. Gundam was made for kids. They walk away with PTSD. Yeah, I miss Animorphs. Good books. Yeah. Well, I mean, for the, the teenager. I remember when I was a little older, I, I tried to go back and reread them. It's like, yeah, I can't, you can't reread these as adults. <laughs> the writing is not held up. The, the, the prose itself is not held up. Oh really? Oh man. I was thinking see, I was thinking about that too. I was like, hmm, I wonder if they have these in my public library. I mean the story and the characters, but the actual writing itself is not. It's like, mm. yeah, only kids can really like this. It's like it's it's too early two thousands. Yeah, well, yeah, too late nineties, early two thousands, and also for kids. Yeah, well don't worry, the kids they, they got their graphic novels. Anyways, we should probably get back to talking about guns. <laughs> oh yes. <laughs> We gotta save this for like the labor episodes. <laughs> but yeah, this, this is pretty nice. The anime when they're just shooting at the Gundam here. Yeah, so shooting at missiles. Um, so this, let, me, let me. This is the thing I didn't get until my second viewing of the series is that the beam rifle is like super powerful. Right? Yeah. And and that's what gives it the edge. And the only reason why it's super powerful is because the Gundam is able to to handle it. Is that yes. how I got it right? Yes. Okay, there's the core fighter. <laughs> I remember the first time I watched that. It's like they only put that in just to sell toys. All right. I mean, also it's because it's um, you know, it's technology that's way stronger than what's on the thing. Because the the Zaku's they still use uh, ballistic uh, um ammunition. All right, because uh, they the uh, what's it called? Their machine gun still shoots bullets. Yeah. Oh, there's the other. This is another line that gets watched a lot. It's like one shot, straight in one shot. And yeah, they just explained that like the beam rifle has is the equivalent of a can a cannon on a battleship. Yeah. Which I know I know unicorn basically. There's oh there's an iconic there's the iconic jar kick. Yeah, I love that kick. Ooh. Uh, although I think that was actually part of the preview for the next one, not actually in the episode. But yeah, I I think I'm definitely ahead because I just I just hit the the credits. Hmm. Yeah, I imagine like watching this when it first came out. It's just like, whoa, this is so, so crazy, big deal. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, because it's. Oh no, I was gonna say I was. I remember watching a documentary on uh, like toys being made in in Japan, and like a, the like the first toys that were there were GI Joes, and again, this is like post war Japan, and they were like, yo, this we can't sell. American commandos to children like this is this is crazy so you know that's how they got into the robots so they took the G.I. Joe they made a new um mold and then they just made it see-through with like wires and stuff and that's how you got into the robots so then from there it goes like that into like Diaclone and GoBots and uh, Transformers um and it just continues to develop and develop and develop, and then now we see it in like Power Rangers, Gundam, right? Where um, Mecha is like a big, a big thing within, I guess, Japanese guys. Yeah, yeah, definitely. For a long time after after that original series, yeah. and who knows? Maybe it'll come back. Probably not. <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> but who knows? Maybe. Uh, 
Because it's so crazy to think about it too. Because like, I mean, America, like, I feel like one of the very first up, the very first animes to come to America is like G Force. I mean, well, or uh, Gotcha Man and Boltron, which are two prominent. Science Team Gotcha Man. All right, say the full title. <laughs> oh, it's like a trial called Quest. Gotcha. Um, Science Team Gotcha Man. <laughs> so yes, or you know the Battle of the Planets. You know it's another title it used to go under. Yep. Uh, the only thing I was gonna say that like, you know, it must have been mind blowing to watch it when it first premiered, but seeing it got canceled, probably not. I guess because nobody was watching it, <laughs> or not enough kids were watching it. So. Yeah. On that note, I'm Rick Walk. And I'm Phil Plumbing. And you know, just because we are talking about the Granddaddy episodes. We're going to go ahead and talk about the original Gundam, the RX-78-2. Um, okay, I was going to say, I have one ready to I, I, I got a mobile suit of the week ready to go in case you were you couldn't think of something. No, I, 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 was, I was waiting for this one. So the uh, <laughs> the Gundam is, <clears throat> was incredibly advanced for its time, as we saw from these two episodes, right? It was built using lightweight Luna titanium alloy, so its frame was both lighter than... Uh, than the Zaku 2, um, but it was also much sturdier because of the type of alloy that was used um, and making it much stronger than the Zaku 2. Um, as we saw where he pulled its face and then like tossed it to the ground as if it was a baby. Um, and the thing about the Gundam is that it is a general purpose mobile suit, so it can use a variety of different weapons a variety of different ways. Just like a the beam rifle, beam saber, beam javelin, uh, meteor hammer, or what is it, rocket hammer? A Gundam hammer. Gundam hammer. Oh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> which which uh, would like to forget? He would like us for us to forget that it ever existed. <laughs> right. The, oh, hyper hammer. There you go. Um, that's the one with the rockets on the back and a hyper bazooka. Uh, what's it called? So the most, I think one of the unique features about the Gundam is the core fighter system. So the Gundam is able to split into three different parts. It has its legs and then it has its upper body. But then in between those things is the core fighter, which a unit would use, I mean, a pilot would use to escape. So it would essentially eject from the mobile suit, splitting it in two and being able to fly away. Um... Which we tend to we don't see the core fighter aspect of it um, in mobile suits very often anymore because we don't see it in the the Mark II later on we don't see it in the Zeta the the I guess we do see it in the double Zeta and so on and so forth um, but you know as technology advances mobile suit cockpits get more advanced as well and uh, yeah. Oh, I also forgot to mention the the Vulcan cannons and its forehead. And so just because it is the granddaddy, right, it's been through so many things as well as upgrades um, because they had to continue fighting throughout this one year war. And it made a nice little special cameo live action version and ready, ready player one. All right. Shout out to Steven Spielberg. He probably was like, what is this Gundam? What is this? But I guess the kids like it. <laughs> <laughs> so and we need say, that's probably the exposure for most of the general Western audience has to get them is what is this robot thing that fights Mechagodzilla in Ready Player One? 
That's exactly what it is. Which is so, not even that good a movie. Not even close to being Spielberg's best. So. I mean, you know, not not everyone can hit can hit it out the park. Did you even watch it? Did you, I know you were super excited. Did you even bother to watch the movie? I just watched that one scene. <laughs> I watched the the, the, Iron, the Iron Giant and the Gundam jump Mecha Godzilla. <laughs> Which is like the thing that gets me the most is like the point of the Iron Giant was that he doesn't want to fight. And he's in this movie. What's he doing? He's fighting. He's, yeah. So, you know, sometimes, sometimes you gotta, you gotta, you gotta, in order to prevent wars, you gotta fight in wars. And if you want to watch like, a Spielberg movie, go watch uh, The New West Side Story instead. Or, or Jaws. <laughs> uh, sure. Yeah, watch both. <laughs>